Hello everyone and welcome back to this very special two-part episode of Quarter Mile at a Time. We're back again on this long journey we've had today, this <laughs> half-mile journey we've done today. And uh, we have now completed six of the seven movies, eight movies of this journey. Uh, seven mm. that are available to us at this time. Mm. Yes. I'm Jack Kolodzewski, and I'm joined, as always, by Robert Anderson. Hey. And also Mike Burge. Oh, boy. Are you boys ready? <laughs> Cause, are we ready? Because we've come a long way here. Yeah. We've, we've come a long, long way. Jack, it's always and been your suggestion to watch the movies the way we watch them. In, to do it in this in, order. In timeline order. <laughs> yes. Um, chronologically, if you will. Where we've skipped Tokyo Drift after Too Fast, Too Furious. We've seen now Fast and Furious, Fast Five, and Furious Six, or Fast and Furious Six, depending on how you want to name them. And also the Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious. We've seen all of them but Tokyo Drift, and we've come back around to Tokyo Drift. Mm. Because as far as the movie chronology is concerned, that is how the movies happen. Yes, And the movie chronology... Is one of the most important things one must respect. I think it's really interesting you... having seen Tokyo Drift after watching all of the rest of the, t- the oh, Fast and Furious yeah. movies recently. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, watching Tokyo Drift with the context of all the rest of the this the is Fast this and is a weird movies. one too because this is the first one that me and Robbie have seen before but had. Very like, little probably, recollection. Yeah. Well, because like we were young. Well, I mean, like you were probably at an age. You're a little bit older than us. You were at an age where you might have a better memory of it. This movie came out in 2006. I was a sophomore in high school. Yeah, I remember going to the movie. I think I was like trying to go on a date with a girl when I was seeing this movie. Did you take a girl, a girl? to go see Tokyo? I think Drift a girl might. A I think a girl might have taken me. Um, but I was like, that's the one that got away, huh? Yeah, I guess so. But uh-huh. so like, I mean, in 2009 I was 18. So in 2006 I was. Six uh-huh. years old. It's <laughs> about right. But like like sixteen, seeing this movie, so it's been a long time. I don't really remember it. Even like watching this movie now, like there's one big scene I remember from the movie, and I remembered it at the end of Fast Six because they show you a they little show bit. you a little mm-hmm. bit at the end of Fast Six, and that actually is the only scene I actually have recollection of which. Which which really, is crazy. So okay, so the yes. the number one reason I wanted to watch Tokyo Drift after watching four, five, and six mm-hmm. is because they introduce Han in five, and Han becomes one of the crew. He becomes one of the family. They introduce him there, and he is the actually, Avenger team member. They actually introduce Han in Bandoleros, but then he's oddly not in four, but he is in five and six. He's not in four at all. He's not in four at all. Oh, I thought he was a little bit. And they kill Han in Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. And even though I knew you both had seen the movie, you probably didn't have good... Well, you probably weren't no, thinking you, about no, it in a way totally right on that, that it actually... Not, I did not remember... Han dying. That happening. Movie. I remembered a character dying or getting hurt. Right. From my recollection. Right. I and didn't know I, it was I, And sh- as soon as I mm-hmm. saw... The, well, the, the of ending of, of Furious, uh, Furious Six. Six. Yeah, and it makes I was more like, sense. Oh, I oh, get it. Fuck. Now. And it all came together because I've been treating this whole like chronolog, like watching all these movies in chronological order. I've been treating it kind of like 
with a little bit of a wince in my eye. Like, well, sure, like let's do it the way, not that it was released, right. but let's do it in the way that it was intended. It's a fun twist. And it's when you say, like, the way the artists intended the Fast and the Furious franchise <laughs> to be viewed, yeah. I just get, like, a little tiny wince now, in my eye. and I want to talk about that. But it makes sense now. Because but I wait, think... wait, wait, before we go on, can we introduce the drinks that I have... Oh, oh, yeah. Spons- okay. for Sponsored you? by sure. Mike Birch's hands. Real yep. quick, I figured uh, we haven't had a uh, Overdrinkers link in here just well, yet. Well, the thing is, this is a hot take, an Overdrinkers. <laughs> it's a hot take. It's an Overdrinkers. <laughs> it's a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> but I figured I'd, I'd finally come on in and give you guys uh, a little a little something something. Mike's mm. just a little mixologist. Uh, yeah, yes, so I, yes, I, yeah. Uh, I went out to uh, a friendly neighborhood Gas store. And picked up uh, two cans of Nas energy drink. Yes. Okay. Which which we've been pr- pretty much thinking about ingesting for a while. For a while. It's been sitting in the fridge for the past couple episodes. I think since yeah. past and so since we, two, I think it's been in there. It's been just sitting there. Yeah. And we haven't had the balls to do it, but tonight well, you don't want to hit it. Night. You don't want to hit it too early. You don't hit, too you don't hit the Nas too early. It. That's how you lose a race. So we 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 shared one can. Yes. While we were watching. And it smelled terrible. It smells like feet. Tokyo Drift. It smells like feet. Tastes like grapefruit. Yeah. 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 But we saved another 16 ounce can and have required a Proquired. vodka. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to this point, this is we've, we've had like a million coronas. Thank you so much for listening. Proquired. It's like acquiring something. Practically. But also... Procreating. And also, you're kind of a, uh, okay. And you're sure. also yes, and you're kind of a pro at it. And you're also really yes. good. Yeah, in yeah. my own mind. Sure, I'm a pro at it. Welcome to Cuba. Yeah, like we invent mind. our own podcast. So we have ourselves here: uh, vodka, uh-huh. nas, a mm. little bit of club soda to fill up the space. Thank God. With some lime. Oh, listener, do you hear that? And then a little squeeze of drift right out. And a lot of... How's this going to taste? How's it going to taste? I'm going to be honest. Oh, that's actually, that's pretty good. It's not bad. And it smells... It tastes like uh, self-endangerment. <laughs> if you the... go if you go to a bar... Stunts. It tastes like grapefruit. It tastes like stunts. If you go... It tastes like stunts. If you go to a, If I go to a bar, I'm just like, listen, fuck you. I don't want a vodka Red Bull. And right. they're just like, listen, we got to ride or die. Oh, that's what we would call this. That's what we're going to call that's it. That's a good name die. for this. Yeah, that's a good name that's for it. It's a ride or die. It's a ride or die. Nas, vodka, top it off with some club soda. That's a bird exclusive. Go. I just said it before the punchline. That's good. No, no, no. I like yeah, that. Yeah, it's good. Mm. Um, mm. So it's going to be a ride or die. So if I go to a bar and I'm just like, can I get a ride or die? And they're just like, do you want to you want a Red Bull? And I say, fuck you. You guys should start Fuck talking you, about sir. this movie because I'm should, just going to check the no, shit out of this. No, you, the listener, should go to your local bar, and if your local bar is not Quinn's, move to Beacon and say, <laughs> I want to ride or die. And if your bartender says, I don't know what that is, then the best bartender is not there, and you Ooh. should come back on another night. I feel like you're going to have a heart attack from drinking this. This is this is actually like heartburn in a mason jar. Mm. So welcome so. to the last of these podcasts because <laughs> we're gonna die. We're, both, we're, we're all gonna <laughs> we're be all dead. done. Die. We're all uh, done we've chosen to die instead of no. Uh, I really, I really enjoyed uh, the idea of the chronologically watching these movies. Yes, and it all topped off on this one. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that this is going to be the main point that I want to talk about during this podcast. Okay. 
Tokyo Drift came out in 2006. Yes, it did. Tokyo Drift was the first movie to come out after Too Fast, Too Furious. A movie that I think we all agree, maybe it's fun. Best movie. Fucking bad movie. It's a TV movie shoehorned into this franchise. It has some merits. We've been over them. But even visually, this movie is a wild departure from Too Fast, Too Furious. You even said it, Robbie, while we were watching it. Like Visually, this movie looks... Heads and tails, better than Amazing. Too Fast and Furious. I mean, I think I think I said during the film um, that film. this movie—I I mean, it's by it's by uh, Justin, Justin Lin, Lin, who who, is, who has taken the reins of Fast and the Furious since Tokyo yes. Drift. I don't this, think he did seven. He did six, right? He didn't do seven. Um, oh, well, I'm not sure. I know, I know that he's, you, you he keep, he did five. I know that he did five. And he six. did five and six. Regardless, you keep talking, Robbie. Um, my point in like bringing that up is that like this movie sets kind of the visual precedent that all the movies follow in suit. Hmm. Like this movie looks the most Fast and the Furious, and like one like kind of sets the scene, sets like where we are. But I do think that this movie is the most fast and the furious mo- like looking movie. It's the fastest and the furious. It's it's looks like a like a street racing movie. More so this than This movie like, looks really cool. It looks really good. And like I also want to say and like we can get I into it. I thought it was more. Gonna just like we were just gonna make fun of this movie. Dude, I thought so too. Watching, I was like, oh shit, I was like I actually fucking actually like this like... movie. And like I want to get into like do we how does this movie stand up as a standalone film? How does this movie stand up as a retconned the way that we're viewing it? But at the end of the day, the main point I want to make is not only does it have one of the best one-on-one racing scenes out of all the films. No race wars, though. No race wars. A little bit. That last one-on-one racing scene is a little bit for race wars. But um, at the end of the day, like I do think that visually, like this movie kind of like sets the tone like aesthetically for the movies following. I think it really does. I like, think in a big way. Fast and Furious, the fourth film. Mm-hmm. Definitely Looks. takes way more from Tokyo Drift than it does from Fast One. Too Fast, Too, too Fast, Too Furious, Furious. or and, the first and the film. Fast and the Furious. And I think it definitely takes way more from that, and that, yes. that's got to be Justin Lin. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting because when we watched when we watched this series, we went directly from Too Fast, Too Furious to Fast and Furious. Yes. and for us, it seemed like a huge departure. Right, it seemed like totally a left turn. But I think when you watch Tokyo Drift. It makes more sense. I mean, Absolutely. obviously, it's it's yep. Justin Lin again, so it makes more sense like visually. But it 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 seems like that jump is already there between Too Fast, Too Furious, and Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Like the especially visually, yeah. It, there's a huge departure between these two movies. Like there's still like a little bit of that. If you were to look at Tokyo Drift as like this kind of connective tissue between Too Fast, Too Furious, and Fast and Furious, right. between two yeah. and four. And having three in there, there's still a little bit in Tokyo Drift of that driving cars is cool culture. Yes, yes. which is absent in Fast and Furious. That's which, nowhere to be seen. Eventually, in that. we are heist movies. We're not race car movies. No, like anymore. they literally yeah. turn into fat in Fast and Furious. They're heist movies. They're heist they're movies like, now. Yeah, drive cars to steal shit. This is really like the end of a trilogy. And I think it's interesting that you mentioned, Mike, while we were watching it, that this is a sort of different angle of the racing scene because yeah. it's the drift racing scene. Hmm. It's not just street racing; it is specifically drift racing. It's kind of like uh, building on the 
the rules that we've been taught from the right. first two. Like the first one was all about like here's street racing. Yeah. There was nothing else to throw in there. Your car like, is, is up for grabs racing. if you lose. Here are all the rules racing and you understand them. In the second one, they really didn't have any grounds in the plot to like build on that. No. They just kind of, I guess, technically, if you want to throw them a bone, they brought in like the. Uh, well, they, they brought, brought in Ludacris's like the, uh, Ludacris, like the guy that's like figuring out things, like his tricks. I guess, like, yeah, no, 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 like a like a question that you could bring up in the first is like, how do they close these streets? Like, how do how, how can they fund doing shit like this? Right. And yeah. in the second and one, Luda, Luda was a, their uh, answer to that. A, He's this criminal mastermind, mastermind who is like killing people left and right all the time, raising <laughs> bridges. But it's when he's not completely massacring the generation that we all come to know and love, he's figuring out ways for people to be able to race down roads and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. he left that life behind him. Yeah. And now he just uses hacking for off, slight murder screen, and racing. Slight murder. Just a little bit of murder. And hacking to help out his family. Exactly. Off screen, uh, he's Luda got an is, addiction. You can't just drop shit like that. No. No, no he's off screen. He's, Luda is... Is typing on a keyboard and like watchdog shit is happening to yes, cops. Like yes. lights are changing and cops are just smashing into each That's other. That's happening. And... He exists in front of two hundred computer screens yes. at all times. Yeah, he's that the is... architect in the matrix. Yeah, or at the end of a uh, Dark Knight when he's standing in front of all the TVs and he's just like, I'm kind of like George W. Bush and mm. Bruce Wayne. Movie reference. Movie reference. Boom. 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 Okay, so don't take my fucking drink. Let him fucking drink it. I'm finishing this Corona, you piece of shit. You can do whatever you want. Mike Burge takes Robbie Anderson's drink. So. Uh-huh. So, drink your milkshake. Okay, one point I want to get to. Tokyo is a fucking cool setting. Tokyo is a cool setting. It's cool as hell. I mean, we have our character in this movie is, I guess, a Texas kid who's like in high school. He's like 17. He's Southern-esque. He's from the same place where the older brother from Home Improvement is from. To me, it sounds like a Texas accent. I'm not an expert. But he basically gets in trouble at home. He races this bully, um, like, football player For the prom date. For the prom date. Whatever objectifying women is 2006. Yeah. He, it was weird. It was they weird both scene. get in terrible car accidents. He gets in trouble. He gets sent to Tokyo. Which well, really, someone honestly... Has poor, someone has poor parents. Uh, yeah, he's... Yeah, he, yeah right. That which was is, weird. Is, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, um, the, the cop himself sends like, oh, those two out there, that football player guy, well, his parents are rich, so um, obviously he's not going to jail. Like, we're... Obviously, dirty cops. Like, yeah. whoa, yeah. dude, what? It's you can't just say that shit. That's, that's that's basic. That's basic shit. Just lies, I guess. Just lies. Well, no, like, though. think about it, like that shit. Like, translates to things like Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah. Like, I there's guess. there's that that natural translation of these people are better than you. So you're the one that's fucking in trouble. Well, it's kind of like a it's class like easy struggling structure shit. Yeah, yeah. they're just but, like they're rich. That's why they had the really nice red car in the first and place. You've got this stupid ass piece of shit car that beat them, which means that you're better than them. But hey, guess what? At the end of the day, society says yeah. society says they can go and well, it's like your a, ass it's like a go don't, to Tokyo. Don't step but out hey, of line. Maybe you know, actually Tokyo more out about yourself. Tokyo's over there. pretty cool as it turns yeah, out. Yeah, you'll meet some girl that's not Asian. She's kind of Hispanic. She's like Polynesian. She something else. She kind of reminds me of Mia from some English. other movies. I don't he's know. He's going to be this guy, and he's going to be like, fuck you. Right, so anyway, like, okay, What's hold on, going hold on? on? 
So he goes Sorry, to Tokyo. I was diving too much into the plot. <laughs> yeah, good plot summary there. So <laughs> he goes to like... Tokyo, which turns out to be I don't know. You've okay. So this is delicious. It's something. Mike Burge, as <laughs> as the the one member of this podcast who has himself been to Japan. Robbie and I ah. have not been to Japan. Mm. We've dreamed of it. It turns out going to to Japan as a punishment is actually kind of a cool thing. Kind of. I don't know. We kind of mentioned that during the podcast, or we yeah, mentioned it while watching the movie, watching and you're just movie, like, and you're yeah. just like, well, it's like you know, like uh, I it's very culturally different, which is kind of the what idea, you like up. definitely a you're culture shock. But sent over to Tokyo, I don't think that was what the punishment was meant to be in the movie. In the movie, the the punishment is like. You got to go over your dad who you fucking hate. And yeah. He hated that. I guess. It's just that his dad is in Japan. Tokyo. But yeah. also, too, like, there is, as, like, somebody who lived in Japan for two and a half years, there is a social disconnect that happens for, like, that first month that you're there. Right. And it feels really fucking vulnerable, and it's pretty fucking intense. Like, uh, going on vacation somewhere is different than being a 17-year-old kid right. and being told, your ass is going over here now. And you go. But you weren't, you weren't there completely on broken over. No, I wasn't on vacation. You're all right. Oh, oh, oh hey. sorry. Hey, buddy. What's going on? Oh, he's just trying to get attention. I might, that was I might, my cat, I, everybody. Just so you know. The other Jack. The other, the Jack. other Jack. The other Jack. The other Jack. The, uh, Technically, the first Jack, as I am in your apartment. That so. is actually true. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah, but I, I just think it's 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 interesting to to have the main protagonist be kicked out of his hometown, which seemingly he has no real connection or care for, as a punishment to go to Tokyo. Which to me doesn't seem like a punishment. Does not seem super like a punishment. I mean, yeah, there is. Why that doesn't culture. it seem like a punishment? Because we've never been there. Because he and has, we never had the opportunity to go. Because honestly, it seems like where he lives kind of sucks, and yeah. he has no connection there. And the fact of going from sort of this middle of the country, nothing town, to one of the biggest metropolises in the world seems like kind of an opportunity to me rather than a punishment. Right. So it's kind of like a it's an odd choice for the filmmakers to like take this cuz obviously they're trying to say like this guy lives in this town. Right. And it's this downtrodden little <laughs> dust bowl of a town. town. Yeah, kind of hicky town. And there's uh the older brother from Home Improvement. And he's Hope improvement. He's 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 banging like slurs brought to you by some Corona. girl that's you know just like blonde, seventeen year old Chile, <laughs> and yeah. who offers herself up for the prize well, as a race. She's a fucking slut. Oh Dude. my god, Mike! <laughs> Dude, she's she is a seventeen eight eighteen year old senior in high school who's only going out with. The I think, quarterback football okay, player. Before you for dig, the sake hold of on, it, hold on. Like, let's get down Hang to on. brass tacks. Before let's let dig Jack, yourself no, 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 any deeper. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I think before Jack's trying to save you right that. now. Oh no, no. <laughs> hold on. I think it's just the kind of prospect of 2006 writing coming in here. Yes. Where they could have very easily saved themselves, and they even said this: say like, the winner gets to take me to prom. 
But what but she says she is, the winner gets, the winner me. gets me, right. which is like, holy shit. She yeah. positions herself, the writing, the, she's the direction. She's allowed to do that. She's positioned as a trophy. Her character mm-hmm. positions herself as a trophy. Yeah, a man wrote the script. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's disgusting. That is the that is the problem. But if we're yeah. talking about the character. Mm-hmm. If it's, I think we should move to somewhere. That is a character that we I think all we should know. Move. I think we, we all should... know the girl. I think we should move to we Tokyo. We all know now. that kind of girl. We should move to Tokyo now. We know that kind of girl. We should we? leave this town and go to Tokyo. I'm Us that girl. Three. I'm that girl. I have never met that kind of girl in my life. Okay. Um I have. I look at her in the mirror every well, day. Well, those kind of girls don't really like to get behind <laughs> microphones and talk about movies. And they don't they don't exist. Okay. Let's go to Tokyo. So he goes to Tokyo. Tokyo. <laughs> he meets Bow Wow. A new ca- character in this movie who's pretty good. And actually, oh, Sling Blade? Um, He's a fun Sling side Blade character. Kid. All right. Sling Blade talk about goes Sling Blade. to... You, you want, you've been trying to talk about Sling Blade the entire time. Yeah. Go just oh, get, I didn't just, mean it. just I, do I, it. I, no, no. I didn't mean it to be Is like now that. not the time? Well, no, uh, the, 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 the kid that is the main character in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift... Is. 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 The kid from Sling Blade. Okay. That's it. That's it. So Bow Wow is kind needs... of positioned as like a Roman to yeah. Ryan. He's a pretty interesting. He's like character. kind of the same. And I like his I, character. I like his character a lot, and I think that you kind of have to look at it as because our protagonist in Tokyo Drift is essentially our Brian. He's our Paul Walker. He's yeah, definitely. that character. Uh-huh. I kept and thinking that throughout the whole thing. Yeah, he just absolutely. he kind of looks like He's him. They're the make they're making us see him that way. Um. And it, and you have world. to understand, if you're understanding him in that context, then Bow Wow is the Roman. Right. 100%. And, and, and he's a little bit of Roman, he's a little bit of like Luda, but he's like more Roman. He's a fast-talking sort of... He's a fast-talking, just like, he's the connective tissue of sure. just like, do you need a thing? I'll get you the thing. Do you need a friend? I'm your friend. Like, and he's in, that character. In that respect, <clears throat> he is the gateway to get to Han. Yes. Who Han, in this movie... Is, is our most interesting is the reason we're watching is it. ready the dominic toretto of this character because mm, yes because our main character what is his name sean sean right? sean yes thank you. Sean. sean in the very first scene the very first race of this movie where he meets han yeah where han offers up one of his cars so that Sean can race the Drift King, our main antagonist in this movie. He yeah. destroys the fucking car. Crushes it, Thus yeah. owes Han a car, mm. just like the first Fast and the Furious movie, where Brian owes Dom a car. Some deep shit. Yeah, some deep shit. It's not necessarily a 10-second car, but he owes Han a car. Yeah. And that's how he becomes indebted to Han, and that's how Han sort of takes... Sean under his wing, just like Don takes Brian. He's not so undercover, but it's the same. It's the, it's the same. He's still yeah. an other to this world. Yes. Can we can we jump to that from here? Go ahead. That ending. We can jump back to, we need to. Vin Diesel. No, I don't want to talk. We should Let's save it. We should save it to get to Vin Diesel. It's gonna be better we'll if, we, back if we work our way to okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Um. But I think it's interesting in that way how it kind of reflects the first movie where yeah. where Sean in this movie is Han's kind of protege. Yeah. And also kind of funny how a, mo- a montage later he learns how to drift. Yeah. I mean, I it mean, makes – it's the only way to teach anyone anything I guess, in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just need to montage it out. Yeah. Um, but it's – so, again, the reason that I wanted you guys to watch this movie after seeing 5 and 6 at least, 4, 5, and 6 – 
is to get the context of Han because Han, I think, is a character that's interesting in this movie and is probably the strongest character in this movie. But with the background of having him in five and six, can't thank you enough for that. Yeah, that's it. Was really is the way to watch. I think we like even said at the end of watching this movie, we're just like we. I mean, Burge, you and I are the ones to speak to it. I enjoyed this movie way more than I ever would have enjoyed it otherwise. Yeah. If we watched it right after Fast 2, it just would have been another... Too Fast and Furious. (laughs) It would have been another movie to get shit on, and then we would have worked our way to 4, and I think it would have just tainted our whole experience. Like, this is the way to do it. I think we would have been pretty down on this movie if it came directly after We might have been down on the series, honestly. It's hard to say. I don't want to, like, put words in our mouths. No, no, you're right. But I think having seen the rest of the series, we're actually pretty... High on this movie. We like this movie a lot. Well, like, 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 let's take into account that we drink so we've many had Coronas. Fast Five and Fast Six, <laughs> and also about a dozen are, Coronas that are each. really, really cool. And then all of a sudden, we're taken way back to the age of 2006, and mm. this is how movies are made. Yeah, and you what, watch it, and what? it's like there, there's a charm in that. Yeah, and I will say this: that when they made Tokyo Drift. They did not know that this was going to happen. No, it was retconned, as you, you said, could a few times. Watch Fast Five, all the way up to Fast and Furious Six, and then watch Tokyo Drift and get it. They didn't know that, but they left the level of what they left just enough in this movie with Han and his backstory, and the way that Han describes his backstory. Han says. Just Sean, from the Han scenes, yeah. I came here on the run. He says, this is my I Mexico. have money. I don't really care about money. And Han himself, as a character, kind of seems apathetic to the world in general. They leave that very vague and very open, right? I think... Now, I agree with you. They made Tokyo Drift, and they retconned the rest of the series back into Tokyo Drift. Yeah, yeah. As they had Vin Diesel yeah, kind of cameo at the they end. They took things that Han said and wrote and his character around them it to be able to go into it. But to make it more they sense. left his character vague enough from Tokyo Drift to leave themselves a lot of room to write in the rest of his backstory that yeah. becomes five and six. And I think they did a really good job in writing that in with it's Gal Gadot, yeah. with Giselle, the character, his love interest in five and six. Dying at the end of six, and Han at the end of six saying, like, kind of being a broken man, saying, Well, I'm finally going to go to Tokyo because this is what she and I talked to. And us seeing Han now in Tokyo Drift as someone who just kind of hangs out and doesn't he's, give a fuck. He is about a, anything. he's a specter. He's a ghost. He does not care. He just, he is literally someone, like, the minute, like, you almost, like, doubt, like, his, don't you ever take any more of this drink, Mike Burge. <laughs> you guys aren't drinking it. I'm talking. <laughs> You animal. I'm talking Keep going, Robbie. You're making a good point. (laughs) Um, He is like a specter. He's a specter of his former self. He's like a ghost. But, like, he... It's interesting the way that, like, you almost doubt his reality watching this movie. Because it's, like, the only times you see him is, like, Sean entering, exiting areas. And, like, um, like, uh, Han's, like, leaning against things, eating. He doesn't look... He's leaning against something and eating. He almost like barely he interacts with other characters, which kind of like breaks 
my point of his like kind of not being in reality. Wait, Sean does not or Han does not exist in Sean's head. No, yeah, no, no, he is not fake. It's not a Fight Club kind yeah, of scenario. Yeah, even though please, I wish, but um, but he clearly does not give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about anything. He's apathetic. The only thing he cares about is he's just like I care about this this. Uh, what do they call him? Gaiji, right? Or Gaijin, Gaijin is, is which is the like Japanese word for other, right? Other. Yeah. So like he yeah. cares about this person's like sort of like a gringo sort of scenario. Sort of like gringo, exactly. Whereas like he cares about this character's like he's just like I care about you. I care about helping you. I care about doing this thing. I care about being your Dominic Toretto. I care. This is the only thing I have to live for. And that's I that's have an one. obvious it's, place. Like it's interesting when they were doing Tokyo Drift. When Tokyo Drift came out. After the Fast and the Furious and Too Fast, Too Furious came out, and then they were like, here comes the next Fast and Furious movie. Right. It's Tokyo Drift. They kind of went back to, like, the idea of here is a dude going into a culture mm. that he is not aware of. Yeah. Right. Which goes right back to, to the first one. one. Yeah. Yeah. You have and a cop trying to get into street racing I culture. I really think that they handle that really, really well. Definitely. This movie as just like its own thing, separated from the two that came before yeah, and, and everything that comes afterwards, it's a pretty strong movie. I'm not saying that it's like Citizen Kane no. or anything like that. I mean, you like, were screaming, when we were watching the movie, you kept saying, Citizen Kane, Citizen Kane. Yeah. I love that movie. Citizen I love this Kane. movie. Citizen Kane. Mike broke three you. bottles while we were watching this movie. It was, screaming it was out of Kane. control. I just dumped them. It was crazy. Yeah. But do you guys think that <laughs> that Justin Lin had this arc for Han in his mind? Because no. Justin Lin directed all the movies that Han that is, is in. That is not a Justin Lin thing. So, the thing but, is, but, Justin but Lin... you have this sort of apathy that Han exudes no, at all times. It's, it's picking up pieces that you have. It is retconning. And creating but... grander ideas outside of them to come back. But I think... in his mind, why is Han so sort of lackadaisical in every... Well, but why is, like, the master of the Karate Kid, why does he do what he does? He Han is definitely a Mr. Miyagi sort of... Oh, yeah, great, but, that, like, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, but, like, that teacher character, like, if you're trying to analyze that trope, if we're really trying to dig into that trope, and excuse me if people know a lot about Karate Kid and know about that backstory, because I'm kind of talking out my ass a little bit, but I think to have the kind of apathetic teacher who has, like... To analyze that trope, to, to analyze the teacher in a vacuum... To have a teacher who is just like, I have given up on my life goals. My time my, is over. My time is over. It's for you And now. then a student comes who is like, gives me kind of the fire inside renews, to teach them renews something. Renews his purpose. It makes sense. Yeah. And then it's smarter for the future movies to retcon to give this character backstory. Because like, we would all love the story about like, well, why does Mr. Miyagi know how to do all this shit? We never get that movie. In a way... We get that movie with the rest of the Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So it's like but the thing is like to analyze Tokyo Drift in a vacuum, his character totally fits the mold. It just makes total sense. And to mm -hmm. kill him midway through the movie also fits also that mold. Sense. It just yeah. totally, totally makes sense. You have to kill Yoda yeah. for this Luke is to a Jedi. exactly. This is the teacher, karate kid, Yoda analogy. Like like this there, is it. This is the is whole a thing. Fun, there is a fun like kind of rubber band binds yes. of that like what makes uh tokyo drift a good movie they kill han 
right at the end of the second act yes. to create that... This third act momentum. Right. Yes. And that plays into the rest of everything else mm. because it rounds right yes. back in there and it's like, that's a big deal. And it's interesting the way these movies came out that they sort of created like a kind of orbit, right? Mm. Like where they matter to each other and the way that you watch them and the context that you watch them is can different. We, can we say though that... Uh, like? What are the odds? This entire series is built on charm. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of logical things that we just throw to the wayside because it's a very charming movie. Yes. It's mm-hmm. a very charming franchise. They are very charming actors. So we just kind of let it go. Yeah. But There's a lot of things we forget. What are the odds that. Shaw is killed in America. Uh huh. Oh, not in America. Uh, England. In England, right? Shaw's killed in England. Yeah. And Shaw uh, being the main antagonist from Fast Six. If you're listening to our podcast out of order, in which case, why? Let's just touch on it again. Who knows? Maybe they're listening to it in chronological order that we haven't thought up yet. Holy shit. Until like. I just want to give a little context. Shaw is the the antagonist from Fast Six. Yes. He is Luke Evans, Mm. Gaston. Go on. No one fucks like Gaston. So, what are the odds that in Tokyo Drift, after, why are they running from. from In Tokyo Drift, they're running from, uh, like, the. The big mafia guy comes in and he's like, fuck this shit. Stop doing the this. Cigar, oh, no, no. <clears throat> and those guys like, because Han, we're, like, we're getting out of here. Because Han was um, doing deals or the something? The main antagonist sort of partner. They were running some shit together. Yeah. Han was like skimming a bit off the top. Yep. And then what's his name's? What is his name? He's like the high school equivalent of um, Sean's sort of like antagonist character. The DK, DK, Drifty. DK, they call yeah. him Donkey Kong. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> they even go so far as after DK is explicitly. out of the equation, he's like, I'm the new DK. Right, right. Yeah. So so his uncle is part of the Yakuza. He, so DK is getting money to shift to his uncle, mm. which Han is helping him get. Han is skimming some off the top. The uncle picks it out, says that to DK. That's gonna be so loud on the microphone. You are, and then you, DK, you want more. You want more of this this juice. He needs. You need it's another ride or die. Mike's Mike's addicted. He's, 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 ride ride die. Die. he's got he's got ride um, or die on the brain. But, but my, anyway, so go ahead. But my question is is uh, when Jason Statham crashes his car In into Fast Six. Furious Six into Han's car. Yes. Yeah. What are the Odds, uh-huh. or rather, what are the practicalities of that actually being a thing? Because when you look at Jason Statham crashing his car into Han's car and being like, "Yo, cell phone to my ear," right? That's what's up. Which we should, which we should go back as and watch. Opposed to what actually happens in Tokyo Drip, because there's actually uh, moments. That build up to that moment. Right. Yeah. There is. He's on the run. There's shit happening yeah. in this factory. And it's like, oh, 
fuck? And everything falls apart. And you're kind of asking, like, the reason Han's even in the street he's on is because he's on the run from our antagonist in Tokyo Drift, only to get murdered by our antagonist in Fast Six, mm-hmm. which right. which who, is who would have the most coincidental but, crazy yeah, thing. No, no, yeah, hold on, but, hold on, listen, listen. Okay. They okay. do not know that that's happening when they made. No. Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. They, no, they, they no just idea. know that a third car. They worked that in. But for us as the audience. It's really cool. It's that really they cool. Did. But for us as the audience to believe that coincidence that I just described. No, but check out how that scene played out. Please. In the, the post credit stinger in Fury Six. Six. Yeah. Shaw is killed at the end of Fury Six, right? Right. Shaw's brother, who Which is, is Jason, Jason Statham, Statham, who is mentioned in Furious Six. Yeah, he mentions Follows Han for revenge to Tokyo. But, but Han As, isn't even really the one. Yeah, I, okay, okay, go, I go. think they I'm touch sorry. on this on Fury 7. I'm not really sure. I don't really remember. You, yeah, but I'm it's pretty sure they touch on it. better than ours. I've only seen Fury 7 once. Um, he goes to Tokyo to take out Han to get to Vin, to get to Dom, and is sitting there waiting, hears the police blotter of mm-hmm. this race happening, knows where to be, races into Han, and crashes into him. And right. I'm pretty sure makes... I think they touch on this again in 7. I think it's not even that he just watches it crash. He, like, makes sure that the car explodes. So Han... or um, Jason Statham's character really makes sure that Han bites the dust in this scene. Right. Which they don't really show explicitly in Tokyo Drift because as we said it's sort of a retcon so they're not really I don't think they're thinking that far out but they've written it back in that Shaw's character is there or Shaw's brother's character is there in Tokyo to get revenge I'm curious what the make of the I'm sure I don't know if you guys remember off the top of your domes what the make of the car that hits Han's car is. Because if it's like an English car, that's kind of dope. But I I think it's like a Toyota. I would be impressed if it was the same car. After seeing Jason Statham drive his car into Han at the end of Fast Six. Fast and Furious Six. Right. Which I am stubbornly gonna call it from now on. Yep. We all should have different Uh, ones that we call it. The the car that actually crashes into Han, you think it's like different? Some pedestrian shit. Okay, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. yeah it looks for like sure. your mom's looks whatever, like, like a hatchback. I drive. Yeah, exactly. Some um, kind of rap dipshit. Rap, yeah. rap for bullshit. Honda Civic hybrid. What Jason Statham would drive. What I want to know Which is makes sense though. When Jason, Jason Statham in this universe is a rich person. When yeah, but he wouldn't get a rich person's car to crash into another car. Yeah, he just right. get whatever but car. Like you yes. get like some kind of a car to hmm, do dirty business. But yeah, here's maybe. the thing. What I want to know grab, is like a '96 Corolla and just like. If, yeah, you're, if your plan is to be like, be like, yo, make, I'm gonna crash this car to this boy. You want to make sure that the car that you buy is good enough to really just make a dent. Not make a dent. Kill a person. Murder kill someone. A person. Yeah. What I want to know is the phone that Jason Statham pulls out to call Vin is Diesel. Is it a flip and phone or is it an What iPhone? is that phone? Because oh, maybe the no. one thing that breaks his whole continuity yes, is phones. Please. Because 
even in the very beginning, Bow Wow tries to sell our Sean, our main protagonist, a flip phone. But even throughout the entire film, they are recording videos on flip phones. They are calling people on flip phones. Maybe this is some sort of weird future where flip phones are, like, in again? I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, Burge kind of brought up that in, like, Fast 6 or even in, like, Fast uh, 4 or 5 that there's, like, phone calls happening on iPhones. And, like, I don't fucking remember because... It's not a detail I thought to think yeah. about. I don't think Justin Lin necessarily cares either. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, like it's it's honestly it's a kind fun of fun retcon, but like we are really trying to like. It's kind of a miracle that they've made this whole thing work in the first place and made Tokyo Drift happen so late in the series when it came out back in two thousand six. Shocked how like to see the like you know I really like I don't remember Tokyo Drift that much, but to see the. The scene of Han's death, of him kind of, like, under his car after mm-hmm. getting flipped over in the end of Fast 6. And it's that whole, that whole like, turning in the kind of, like, um, I don't know, that area in Tokyo. I think it has, like, a like a name, but it's almost like a Times Square-y type area. It definitely has a Times Square vibe. For sure. Where he's, like, where they're doing the drifting and people move out of the way. It's, like, it's a very specific scene in Tokyo Drift where they're doing a drift and everyone kind of moves out of the way for this race, right? And then there's the crash where Jason Statham and or Mysterious Car hits this person. Mm -hmm. I was shocked to see that that scene, and it kind of speaks to my point earlier about, like, the aesthetics of Tokyo Drift and how strong I really think visually that movie is, that, like, they didn't, like, make a whole new scene for Han's death in the end of Fast 6. That's just, shot for, that is shot shots. for shot. It's yeah. the same thing. They didn't reshoot it. I think they That's just what I'm used saying. the like, same I am, footage. I cannot, like, speak enough to the fact that I am so shocked how good Tokyo Drift it, looks. It, it, for it a 2006 looks, movie... It looks fucking amazing. Like, Too Fast, Too Furious looks dated as fuck. It looks terrible. It looks Tokyo terrible. Drift does not look dated at all. Fast looks 1 like looks pretty movie. good. It's old, though. You can kind of tell it's a little old. You can Bastille tell. looks like trash. Yeah. Tokyo Drift looks like a movie that came out two Tokyo years Drift, ago. Tokyo like, Drift is over ten years old. It doesn't mm-hmm. look like that. And it doesn't look like all. that at all. It holds up pretty fucking good. It holds up very Very good. good. Very Especially well. visually. I think and this it's a is... fish out of water story. Like, it's not that unusual from the kind of stories we get right now. It's not that Definitely. different. I think like, it, it, it stands the test of time, honestly. And I It's think... Thor in Cars. That's the fucking movie. Like, <laughs> My main point that I brought up at the beginning of the, this podcast and I want to come back to is how do you two... You two have both seen... We've all seen this movie prior to this. Yes. But... We have not, you two especially, have not seen this in this order. Having mm-hmm. seen, having fresh context of the rest of the series up until this point, and then seeing Tokyo Drift, how do you think this changes your opinion of this movie? From seeing it just as the next movie in the Fast yeah. and the Furious franchise after Too Fast to something that would take place chronologically after Fast 6. I mean, How do you think that shifted your opinion about it? Do you want you want me to do it first? I, I mean, I think it's hard. I kind of brought it up in the beginning of the podcast. Like, it's hard to really... The thing is, the plot of The Fast and the Furious as a film from beginning to end, I do not really give a shit about. Okay. Just, if you're, if you're like, you kind of forget about the Fast... The Fast and the Furious franchise as a whole, and you're watching this movie as a movie. 
You understand that there's this white guy who has to go to Tokyo to learn how to drift because he fucking loves cars, and his dad's in the Navy, and Yakuza kind of get involved. And he learns how to drift in a montage. And he turns out to be the best drifter because of... It's pretty silly. It's white privilege, and it's fine. (laughs) White privilege is learning how to drift in a montage. Well, I mean, like, he just gets taught by... Like, shaking his head and frowning. But, like, I don't know. Like, he's just... It's it's just like, you know, it's a fish-out-of-water story where... A character comes into scenario, he's unfil- unfamiliar with the surroundings, and then eventually becomes the fucking best at it. And that's just the fucking movie. But the thing is, you know, that's why I really appreciate it. Like, you know, I do... But the thing is, like, the, the merits of this movie that I can take away from it in the beginning to end standalone things is, like, visually, it's incredible. As a fish out of water story, it's amazing. Mm, incredible is a, a big word. I think visually, it's a very, very good looking movie but from in, the time period it came out. In. Impressive. It does not look dated. Good. in Twenty seventeen is it's a better movie. Okay, I mean a good, better no, phrase. Good, good is a, no. I I think we it's are a good word to use. I think it's <laughs> good. It's good. Don't say no, amazing. I think nice. No, it's Robbie, a nice word to use. Don't say perfection. I think you were <laughs> don't in. Don't be like it's fantastic. It's incredible. It's fascinating. It's no, it. It's I think good. it's it's good. It's something to say that at this point, movies that came out in the mid two thousands are starting to look dated, really dated. And this movie does not. It, it really does. Even if even in that's, Fast that's Six, really... remember in Fast Six, the first scene in that movie when they're in Moscow, we see a helicopter in that movie, and we all looked at each other and we're like. That looks That's fake. a fake fucking helicopter. Yeah. In this movie, when they're racing, like, I really do think that when it comes to, like, a one-on-one racing scene, this movie has the best out of all of them. Well, it, it has really, the best one-on-one racing scene, because it, it's, like, a ten-minute long dude-versus-dude drag race, drift race down a mountain in Japan. That's other. The that's ending, also a good point, is yeah. the, the action scenes in this movie are not the action scenes that we get in Fast Five. No, there's Fast no six. shooting. There's well, no, there's there's no shooting. gun. Well, there's some guns. There's some guns. They're like, not like big gun scenes. We haven't scenes. escalated to that point yet. Yes. No, and it's not like big, like... Hand-to-hand fight scenes. Yeah. It, the series has not become explodey movies, not like yet. you said, Mike. It is, it is just racing movies, and... The Fast and the Furious series, as far as cars go, has always been pretty good about yeah. being shot as real cars, doing mm-hmm. real stunts. That's why I think that this movie is a very appropriate end to a trilogy. To the racing to aspect. To the racing of... aspect. Because we have to, like, as people who are doing even this podcast or talking about these movies in this way, we take a step back and we look at all the Fast and Furious movies. And we're not at the end yet. We are Fast and the Furious historians. I've said it before. But that is true. For sure. So, like, if we look at all the Fast and Furious movies, one through three is a kind of trilogy in a way. They're the racy race movies. They're the racy race. Thematically, they're the racy race. We're kind of more concerned with streetcar racings, but have kind of like fraternized with like undercover cop things or other... Race wars. Race wars. But that is a trilogy. One, two, Tokyo Drift is a trilogy. One, two, Tokyo Drift is my is favorite tr- song from <laughs> I this love franchise. Follow Boy makes the best one, two, Tokyo Drift song ever. But then you look at four, getting the band back together. Five, Perfecting the band back together. Five, six and also, beating the band over the head. Five getting splody. Six getting splody. Get real splody. And then we have six, and then seven. We know Paul Walker goes, and we know eight. See the way that we see the trailer eight for eight is pick a date. Eight's pick a date. 
Seven. And nine's the one with the hairy chest. Guys, stop being so cute <laughs> about all the things that you're doing. It's hard to be us. But the thing is, like, you know, it, you can't analyze everything in, like, the three-act structure or the three-movie structure. Like, it's not all Lord of the Rings. It's not all Star Wars. But, like, if we had to pick apart these movies that way, one through Tokyo Drift is a thing. Four to... Four, See, I love four's this. a weird anchor in the series. I it's really a weird, love this like, middle ground. You guys keep doing this. You keep trying to shoehorn all of this into a trilogy where, like, it's not like this series is not a trilogy. There it's are, weird. There, it's a, there are no definitive trilogies that are like this to kind of gate out in this series. Like, yeah. this series is bigger than all of that. And this the, is doing way better than the Marvel Universe is doing. I agree. I'm going to say that. Well, they have their, well, the Marvel Universe just the Marvel is, is Universe its own thing because it brings at, in so at, many people. It's good at being like, hey, get that. Hey, check this guy out. They're good at that. Hey, check out this doughboy that we turned into a muscle god yeah. uh, for this movie. <laughs> this doughboy. <laughs> uh, this is, this is uh, Fast and Furious movies are... Mike's drunk. Really? Uh, oh, I'm drunk as <laughs> He's hell. drunk. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's not sober. Uh, the Fast and Furious movies are... Amazing. Uh, <laughs> you're an enabler. You're an enabler. The Fast and Furious movies are really, really, really good at making that family connective tissue towards audiences right. that are going to see them. Right. When audiences go and see... Uh, the next Avengers movie or the next Iron Man movie or the next Thor movie. Like, dude, those movies are going to be awesome. Especially the ones that we got coming up. We got Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider-Man, Thor. Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars. Three of the best movies you've ever seen Uh, in your fucking life. I cannot wait for the next Thor movie. They're going to be good. But Fast and Furious is doing that not on the sense of directors or uh, different writers coming in and pitching different posts on who's going to do what. Right. They kind of figure it out. They they already know what the fuck they're doing. I think it's they kind of know what the fuck they're doing, but I also think that, like, they rolled the punches, and that's kind of what I respect the most about Fast and the Furious. Yeah. The fact that they're just like, you know what? Tokyo Drift is kind of weird. We want to make it better. Yep. You know what? Paul did. Walker's... And they did. They you know what? Paul Walker dies in real life. We got to fucking make that work. Like, they, they're they very... Like, you don't get a lot of writers who roll with the punches. You don't get a lot of writers who are faced with a fucking, like, actual nugget of hard thing to talk about. And they're just like... Well, that because that's the job. The job of a writer is to solve problems. We've, if you've gone to any kind of film school class, if you've done anything in film school or in general, and not to like exclude anyone, but that is kind of the moral of a filmmaker and a writer. You are a problem solver. That is your thing. This is what you do. You write around. You what write you around. Pro- if you are given a problem, because a lot of times what you write is not over your own design. A lot of things you write are other scripts given to you that you have to like rewrite or change or make better. Like that's your job as a writer, as a filmmaker. You have to go do things and just be like, yeah. we don't have the fucking money to do this. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Gotta, you still got to do it. Like, that's what they're asking you to do. And I think that's so, the most, that's the strongest part of 
Tokyo Drift, or rather the entire series as it is, is the rest of the series has made Tokyo Drift a stronger movie through writing. Yes. Through the writing of the rest of the Fast and the Furious series, if Tokyo anyone Drift calls has it become, lazy, they're just simply wrong. It's like, the opposite it's, of lazy. It it's is smart. By by, it really is very. Um, they explicitly made Tokyo Drift a stronger movie through the writing of Four. Yes, they really fucking did. Like that's, that's, that's that is really the real. Crazy. I think that's the real thing we were kind of like touching on because like, and that's kind of what I want to talk about is just like Tokyo Drift. As a movie, as the third movie in the Fast and Furious franchise, it's un. We all thought it was gonna be. We all thought it was like the worst movie in the Fast and Furious like timeline. And it's we not by we a all just took that. to watch it, but actually, yeah. that it's, was one of the funnest ones. That I, I really, I really, really liked it visually, even story wise. To get kind of like a, it's fun. Even the way we watched it in the timeline, we watched it to get a kind of like. We get a little bit of a reprieve from the Toretto family drama, only to kind of get right. tied into it at the end. Especially because... Which say- makes it... Like, that's exactly what you want. If you get a fucking, like... If we... Like, say, for example, in some weird alternative <laughs> past where you where we're doing the, the Star Wars prequels, and you get one and two, and they're like, who gives a shit about those movies? Right. But then you get a weird, like, Chewbacca origin story instead of episode three. And then at the end, it's just like, you know, Anakin Skywalker crashes in on a pod race and he's just like, I'm 30 years old and I got to right. beat Darth Vader I'm now. Here. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. okay, hold on. So It's a weird thing. Talking. <laughs> Tokyo Drift yeah. is is kind of fun because it's... It's, it's a kind of this palate order, cleanser. It is, it's and especially because yeah. 6 kind of gets like kind of grim dark territory. Like, some of 6 is, is really it's serious. Melod- it's melodramatic. They kill off a, a major character. It becomes yeah. pretty... Me- me- yeah, melodramatic. Word. Yeah. Melodramatic. And... Tokyo Drift is kind of like a fun, like palate cleanser aside, where it's it's less serious. We have less high stakes because it's, we have characters who you know they're in high school. We right. go back yeah, to it's high, a high school. school story. It's a high school like that's cool. Like you know, you and I just recently saw the Power Rangers movie, and like it kind of has Power Rangers. It vibes has Power Ranger vibes all over yeah. it, which is like cool though because like it it's a a palate cleanser is really the right word for many reasons. Um, but regard, I, like, my main takeaway from this movie, though, is I just can't get over how good it looks. Yeah. I think it looks looks really good, good. and you have to, It looks like like a modern movie. You have to throw some fucking credit to Justin Lin for being, like, he's upping the ante story and writing-wise, I think, the best way he can. He's doing the best he can do with it. But visually, he's always just, like, more, 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 more. And that's, like, I understood that in fast four i didn't understand it to the extent i do now that he is really the proponent of just like and this people like this movie fast four. yeah he was just fucking doing he's this like people fun. yeah but the thing is like you know he he showed his chops by being like i'm gonna make this like low-key race streetcar movie that people seem to like yeah this is a street racing movie and then when I guess producers, studios, whatever, were just like we want you to do the other ones, he's just like and he these people want the idea. more. Yeah. Like, oh, you like you like street racing, right? Well, yeah. Okay, we got street racing. I'm sure you understood. At the same time, there's this Heist new thing. thing. We it's under- called drifting. He yeah. also and it's yeah. like you go around corners kind of smoothly. And, and also and under- it's silly to go from yeah. watching Fast Six, which came out in 2013, directly. In the same day, in the same like stretch of an hour, to yeah. watching 
Tokyo Drift, which it came out in 2006. It does not look that different. It does not... You, never while watching Tokyo Drift did I think this looks old. No. That's the most shocking thing to me Within about this movie. Within a 10-year period, it does not seem like it looks uh-uh. dated, which is, I think is impressive. It looks yeah. really... Besides I, cell phones. Besides, besides the cell phones. The cell phones are a thing, but I, like, I keep bringing it up, but I cannot stress how much the last drag race on the mountain between our two main characters... It's, it's the cr- so good. It looks so American it muscle. It uh, it's it's an American Mustang versus a 350Z. I this is the most car talk you'll ever get. Out of Robbie Z. Anderson. 350Z. Yeah, 350Z. Wow. It's a Nissan. It's 350Z. This is the most car talk you'll Mustang. get out of this series. Yeah, that's also wow. true. But to have those two cars dragging, it might be a 370Z, and I like anyone who knows better than oh, me. Well, I mean, if it's a 370. and, and then Robbie took a YZ. sword and just murdered himself. To see Sorry, that Kevin. race happen and to see it look as good as it does was incredible. Well, it looks good because it's real cars racing themselves. It's just themselves. real shit, yeah. It looks excuse really you. good. No, oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, so I want to kind of wrap this up because this is probably our longest quarter mile at a time, interestingly enough. Yes. Um, I want to talk about the um, the kind of bit because there's no after credit stinger for this movie, but, but there there's is the end. talk about now it makes sense to talk about but the last one. There yes. is a bit at the end where Vin Diesel shows up and mm-hmm. races uh, Sean, our main yes. character, and um, Bow Wow introduces Vin Diesel in this oh, context. Oh, yip yo yip yo yip yo yo yeah yeah. His, yeah, enti- sure. his entire name. Um, yeah, his full <laughs> his full name as Burgess. Um, he says, I know where his dogs he are. says, like, <laughs> Han was part of the family, which I think is really interesting at this point in the series. Because Justin Lin doesn't know that. To stress that Han was, not only that, that Dom, Dominic Toretto, knew Han, but Han was part of the family. That's a big term like that, to that, throw down on the plate. That yeah. line specifically to me, signals that Justin Lin had this whole arc of Han and Vin and everything that happens in mind when he made this movie. I mean, that's what you would think. I mean, we have to also, like, being right? being Mike vague, is making a face at Mike's me. being a face, but, like, being I'm, vague is powerful also. Yeah, like, I, it's, uh... We could both be right. said it, and... It can be construed like, look. T- okay, to me, talking f- about how to connect these movies, right? Um, you gotta be careful. You gotta be a sweetheart about this. But there's a, so much heart in I these movies, it, right? And that's why you gotta be a sweetheart. To I don't really understand where they're coming from. I don't they're think they would use the name. Nice. The I don't think they would use the word family if. There was not intention that Han was actually very important to right. Dominic Toretto. But didn't Fast Four come out like kind of a while after Tokyo? No, Drive? actually, oh. it was only a couple of years. Uh, no, what was it? Two thousand nine. A while. What two thousand six to two thousand nine? Two thousand six and Fast and the Furious came out. Fuck, man. 2009, was, dude. 2009. 2006 to 2009. So it was I only guess three years. Like, that's not, not a large that, stretch of time. Fast friends. and Furious, like that movie coming out was kind of like. Is this gonna work? Well, because that was like I mean, Fast Four, lack of a better term, mm. is a different animal than Fast Two and Fast Three. You know what I mean? 
Like, it's a totally different kind of, like... I, I just, like... Uh, it's hard to talk about... It's hard to talk about um, Tokyo Drift because we have to, like... We're analyzing it. I think the, oh, the whole point of this podcast that's, like, kind of weird is that we're analyzing it as how we're seeing it in the timeline that we view it in and also in the timeline that it actually exists. I'm no, and honest, that's the critical exercise I, I want to have. That it's fun. It's interesting. Tokyo Drift, we would be just, like... Laughing about how bad that movie was, and we all fucking and liked it. We all fucking at, liked it. At the it. end of the day, it's like, wait, the weight of everything that we've seen is like, no, this is actually good. The scale makes this is a sense. Fun movie. The scale of the film makes sense. And, and here's like, here's the interesting thing because I've been doing this for the past four podcasts. Are you doing the gross thing? Tokyo Drift made the least amount of money of any Fast and the Furious well, movie. That's why the they didn't make them for like four years. They made they made gross one uh, worldwide box office was 157 million dollars, which is down from Too Fast Too Furious, 236 million dollars, and oh, also down from uh, Fast and Furious, 363 million dollars. Yeah. And where we're at in the series right now, just to refresh your memory, dear Please. listener. Fast Six made seven hundred and eighty nine million dollars. So, Welcome to the world. That's also when like uh, like Chinese like it, more international markets like kind of really blow up for like those. That's kind a of lot movies. of fucking money. It's a lot of money. Just wait until also, I tell you how much Fast Seven made. People love, also people love Vin Diesel. But you guys also understand that like. The Transformers movies and those kind of films like really changed the games in terms of like international markets and really blowing up American action movies to a huge degree. And China really likes these movies. A lot well, of that's, them, that's the kind of what I'm that saying. These like, make like, like China. I, I bet, I bet, like the newest China Power has been. the newest Power Rangers movie potentially could have made more money in China than it could have here. Most Power that's, Rangers movies make more money in China than it does here. True. That is a whole other. I'm mm-hmm. going on a tangent. I'm sorry, but that's all right. <laughs> Do we have any closing thoughts on Tokyo Drift? I like. I think the, we have a I lot liked of it. We're Wait. for Fast Seven for Furious Seven. Yeah, can't I can it. say I'm it's way Furious more. Seven. Goddamn it! It is. You. I think it is actually Furious Seven. It is. Furious All I can 7. say is that I am way hotter on Tokyo Drift than I ever thought I would be. Me too. Honestly, having this is, seen this Tokyo is the Drift, way to do it. Yeah. I really liked it. It was good. I think it has one of the best drag racing scenes that I've seen in any Fast and the Furious movie and any fucking movie period. Like it's dope. Mm. It's a really great race scene at the end. It's a dope ass. Race. Oh, hold on, really hold on. Good. That's not. There's going to be listeners out there who are angry at you saying drag racing. That's not drag racing. That's drift racing. Well, they're wearing like the same sex clothing, but like a drag Ooh. racing where they're wearing dresses and racing. They're down not a wearing hill. drag. No, no drag. Do is I in not a straight, know what drag is? Um, drag racing is in a straight <laughs> line, my friend. Oh, it's straight. You say. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We gotta end this podcast. I have to pee right now. So okay. bad. All right. That, was that your cue to end this podcast? Mm, anyway, I think, when I, was talk- I think when I was talking about the drag racing scene All like right. three Stop. times ago. Bigoty little man. Bigoty little man. Okay. Thank you out there for listening to this, this mess All of a day this. we've we had. We appreciate you. This going on like seven hour day that we've had doing it's fast. It's been a hundred dollars and a million coronas later. It's been quite a few coronas. Thank you out there for listening. We have more in the future coming out. We are going two. to finish this series by watching Fast and the Furious 7, Furious 7, and then doing a hot take on Furious 8 in the next week. I'm excited. You boys are excited. I'm fucking pumped. We're high on these movies. We're ready to give you guys more. Mm. Thank you out there for listening. Have a good night. Drive safe.
Fuck. B. <laughs> B? Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. Han is dead. Part two. Han is Part dead. Two. Part two. Han Solo is dead. Han Solo is dead at That's the end true. of Tokyo Drift. Yeah. He drifted pretty good, though. The Millennium Falcon <clears throat> drifts R- R- hard. R.I.P. Han. R.I.P. Han. Solo. Baka. We all make mistakes. <laughs>